what? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. No, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey, this is Jimmy Farrell from Monty and the Farrell, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Welcome to a special edition of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. At the board, Jared, what were you doing today? You were in the studio early, my friend. Yeah, I've been here for a while. What been were you doing? doing? Some filming. Yeah. Filming what? Uh, rehearsal. Rehearsal? For Wonderama. Oh, for the... Uh, Wonderama? Wonderama. So we have a artist that performs in indie music. What's her name? Nicolette, right? Nicolette Ferno. Nicolette Ferno. Tommy, we're going to... And if she can sing as pretty as she is, she going to shoot it through the roof. Man, oh man. I, I got to tell you, I don't usually get shaken by women, but I was sitting there talking to your promoter, <laughs> and all of a sudden she came out, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Really? Hello. Really? Yes. So I made an old man have a heart attack. <laughs> I, well, I felt I She felt was a same. pretty young gal, oh, and, hey, and from what I hear from Jared, she can sing very good, too. She's got an appearance coming up here, too, right? Yeah, she does. I think she's playing in the city at Wonderama. I wish I was going to be here. I'd sure go check it but, out. But, Tommy, when you, were, when, you were, when you were a younger age and the women would hit on you, did you ever run across, like, a really smoking woman, and then you kind of, like, got tongue-tied? Like, I was sitting there like... Hey, and I was giving a thumbs up, and I'm like, "What are you doing, dude? Like you, like I'm, I'm embarrassing myself in front of this 20 year old. Did that ever happen? Tommy Rich had his shit together all the time. Well, I can't say it really ever happened. Tommy Rich just tore up a lot, and didn't really give a shit anyway. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, of course, back then I was 22, so talking to 20 year old girls, it wasn't no hard deal. I mean. I'd probably have a heart attack now. No, I hear you. <laughs> but you never ran across someone so stunning that you just like were tongue tied and you're well, like I'm pretty dang stunning myself. Well, you are. That's yeah. what you are. <laughs> Humble too. I don't, no, no, not really. I mean, you know, I mean, I met some pretty ladies, and you know, I mean. Well, let me give, let me give you the reverse. We ever run into women, and they were shaking like a leaf being around you, and you're like, whoa, this is some power right now. No, because they knew what they wanted. 
Ah. Oh. Ah. Mom and Tommy. No. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if ain't nobody going to pat me on the back, I'll do it myself. Uh, uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I mean, back then, I mean, it was, when I first started the business, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it was like families would come and then there'd be gals that come. I mean, it was, it was in the late 70s, I started in 76 and, uh, the late 70s to the 90s, man, I mean, we was like rock and roll stars. Mm. I mean, we really were. You know, I mean, wrestling, I mean, and and a rock and roll video, you have one type of people where wrestling, you had, you'd see grandparents with their, their kids, and then you'd see their kids with them, you know. So you had three generations, man, dressed up. I mean, it just, uh, wrestling was like going to a movie, you know, back then. You know, folks, I mean, it was something that folks really loved to go do. I tell you, I wish I could have walked in Tommy Rich's shoes just for like one week. I bet you, though, there was a period before you were a famous wrestler where there had to be a girl that broke your heart or messed up your your mind before before you became wildfire. I mean, I, did, I started when I was 17, almost 8. I mean, right there, at the, you know, I'm 17 and a half, you know, okay. like kids say. Right. But, you know, I was, I was, shoot, I ain't really been in no relationships. Wow. And then when you get into wrestling, I mean, you you know, I mean, it's, you're in this city, this city. I mean, you meet a lot of ladies. And, sure. Uh, just a lot of great wrestling fans, too. I mean, it wasn't just the ladies. I mean, shit, little kids love Tommy Rich. I mean, I've seen grandmamas take a cane and hit Ole Anderson where he was beating the daylights out of him. So, so it was, I mean, you know, we, we appealed to everybody. You Kids, sure mom, dads, and grandparents, too. I mean, mm. they was there from 8 to 80. Now, you, you, know. me- you mentioned little kids, and I was thinking, of, did you ever have like that uh, Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth moment where a kid in the hospital was sick and they, all they wanted to do was meet Tommy Rich? Did, was that, did that ever happen throughout your career? Yeah, I went to the... Uh, Scottish Rite Hospital there in Atlanta did a couple of things, and, and uh, you know, you don't know how blessed you are. Not, I mean, the children, they're getting the best care they can, but they're in a bad place, and, and you see where you're at, and and people look up to you and respect you, and, but you got to look at the moms and dads going through that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, I can't imagine, I, you know, I'm married 45 years, got three daughters and 10 grandkids, and you just can't imagine what some of them folks are uh, can it, I don't have a clue. I mean, that's you know, somebody did something bad to your kid, you want to choke them to death or whatever, and that's just a helpless place. It ain't nothing you can do but pray to God and and the the hospital just uh, you know you got to put it in their hands, man. It's it's tough. I can't even imagine. And and I went a couple of times. That's one thing I wish I'd have done more of when I was in the spot I was in was to go to them places and see the kids. and Because we did a couple of them there in Atlanta. I did one in West Virginia and a couple of other places. And just to see the kids light up, getting an autographed picture, uh, you know, there ain't no money, ain't no nothing that can pay for that. Mm. You know, it's it's, uh, it's and, and I was blessed with that, just blessed, you know, to get in this business and, and, and make a moment to where, you know, and back then I think it's more of a, I mean, I know kids enjoy wrestling now, but I think it's more of a 15 to 22. Or, I mean, I think they draw more of that group. I mean, we draw families and and, uh, and just have the opportunity, and especially after having 10 grandkids and all of them being healthy, uh, 
you know, a lot of respect to the, I mean, uh, to the kids, the hospitals that, that do it, but the parents that have to deal with it and go through it every day, because it's, I, I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, so it's, it was, it was a great honor and just great respect to the, to the not only the kids, but the people that work at the hospital too. They go beyond the call of duty for them kids. So just, just the whole thing, it was, and, and that's one thing, like I said, I wish if I'd ever done anything more, that's one thing I'd wish I'd done more of. Well, I got to tell you, I don't know how many times you did it, but I'm sure that you changed these kids' lives, you know, no matter what the outcome was. And, Again, as a wrestling fan, because that's what we all are, um, we know you kind of personally. You've been in a few times, but overall, you should be very proud of what you've done for this industry. Well, and, I sure uh, appreciate kudos that. to you. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we were. I was talking to Ronnie Garvin today, which y'all got on here later. I yep, think. Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. But uh, yep. and and we was talking about that. Just uh, you know, I, and, and of course, Ronnie started before I did, but just. Blessed to be in this business and, and wrestled in the year I wrestled in, uh, you know, and we've talked about it before. I don't even know if I could new, do the new age stuff. We was talking about ad-libbing and, and not talking before you went to the ring. And and, and that, that seems kind of natural to where, is where you sit in the back, go over all this stuff verbatim. Uh, that ain't natural. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a different horse, and I'm glad I was on that horse in the 80s and 90s. What a great horse it was to ride, too. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Certainly. We're going to hit some news items. Feel free to weigh in at any time. All right. Farrow, teen surfer attacked by a shark 60 feet off Kismet Beach on Fire Island. Again. We, we missed it. I, we, the incident we followed there. by a series of attacks this month on Long Island beaches. CBS John Diaz spoke, teen's father Thursday. Long Island, a teenager, uh, parents heard the previous shark attacks, like one at the beach, and couldn't believe this happened. And we missed it. Why? Well, what do we do? Tell you what, same thing in Myrtle Beach. You know, that's where I live now. And, uh, you know, we're right there walking distance to the beach. And, and uh, I guess it's about three or four weeks ago, a kid got bit by a shark. I mean,. You think I like, that? I'm a pool man myself. My wife, she likes to go lay out by the beach. Yeah. <laughs> the Safe sand gets on you. Got to worry about a shark. Let me lay yeah. out in the sun by the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, don't you, don't like, me and Farrell go to the beach together, right? And uh, yeah. we were saying the other day how we so wanted to see someone get eaten by a shark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to see someone Listen, die, it gets but bo- I kind of want. It gets boring out there. We were staring at the water going, wouldn't it just be awesome if I don't. Boom, 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 well, you boom. ought to just watch me out there and a piece of seaweed rub on my leg. You think I was getting eaten by a shark. <laughs> so he's not running out there in case there's a shark attack. So you're not, you're staying you're not, you're not jet skiing at all, right? No, you're, no you're jet skiing. not rafting out in the I'm water. I'm surfing, man. I surf. Do you really? Yeah. Surf? Yeah, the old big board. I can't do the little small one. Tommy Rich so, surfing. How does Tommy Rich, coming from Georgia, <laughs> learn how to become a surfer? Yeah. I started that one you lay on your belly on. Were you hanging out with Morocco? How'd you learn how to surf? Don Morocco, man. A good what? friend of mine. I, I love did, Don. Did I call it? He taught you how to surf? I mean, yeah. Don Morocco taught Tommy Rich how to surf. There you he go. I call you a story. Tommy. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just... Uh, we just used to go to the beach a lot. Okay. And I, and I well, he's no a beach t- bum. We know that. I ain't no talented surfer either. Okay. And, you okay. Know. 
but but it's fun to get out there. I mean, ain't no waves really, you know, do nothing. But but it's nice just to get out there, and and that's about the only time I'll get in the ocean. You ever see Surfer Sting while you were out there? Was he surfing, Sting? I thought he's a surfer. He was surfer Sting, wasn't he? A, a his original qu- gimmick a was a legitimate question. Right. You're sitting on the beach of Morocco, right? Morocco made his mud up here in the Northeast. Obviously, you made yours in the in the South. Right? Does Morocco ever turn to you and be like, "Dude, you just don't know what you're missing in the Northeast"? Like, what kind of conversation have you? Don't even talk about wrestling. Oh Lord, Don. He. I mean, it was. A, see, I I met Don through Roddy. And Roddy and me was real close, and, and Don and me was real close. Uh, he, it was, I, I got some stories about Don, man. We was in Columbus, Ohio one night. Anyway, long story short, we were doing something we shouldn't do. I only knocked on the door. Don slung the door up and said, oh, you want to come in? Oh, he said, he said, well, get the fuck out of here. Slam the door. Really? Yeah. You know, Don, Don was a man, I'm going to tell you. I mean, he was... And always nice to me, Roddy. But and there again, just everybody. Uh, we was talking about it today, man. It just was a class of characters back then. What, what and is, I hadn't even thought about Don and why. Uh, Mark Lewin. Y'all know Mark? Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know, I, I seen him. Of course, it's been three or four years ago. I didn't even. Of course, I didn't know him that well. But, God, he lost. I mean, he just looked so good. And, uh. But I just, and we were talking today about world champions and stuff in the car with Ronnie. And it was just, you know, it's so much that I don't realize that Ronnie knows that he was telling me, man, it's just cool when you get together with some of your brothers, man, just to talk about the old days, you know, it's it's really cool. You you mentioned Piper, right? We're huge Piper fans, of course, from here. Um, Who ain't? I mean, Ronnie was a... Roddy was the best of the best. And you, you were close with him, right? Yes, sir. So let me let me ask you a question. This has always bothered me, right? Um, I actually promoted Piper, I don't know, yep. how, years ago, but yep. really great guy. Um, there's an interview out there where he's speaking, and he talks about when he's growing up in the business, and he had some issues with Pat Patterson. I guess he had to do something that he didn't really want to do, but he did it for the betterment of his career. We were just talking about this a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we were. Uh-huh. Did he ever share that story with you at all? No, how does it make I didn't you? Know. I didn't, I, I, how, did, how does it make you feel when you hear about it? I mean, obviously uncomfortable. I would assume to be. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's yeah. got it. That's got to be like what? I made. Uh, Why don't you tell us about how Roddy tried to get you into WWE? Well, just he was in Atlanta. And he went to New York, and uh, he called me and said, you know, he had me a tryout. And uh, at the time, that's when. Uh, Crockett, I think it took yeah Crockett it took over WCW, and uh, but anyway he had me a booking up there. But I don't know if you're familiar with Ray Gunkel and Ann Gunkel. Okay, and he had you had no Ann Gunkel. She was like the uh, lady of Southern wrestling or something. Okay, but anyway they ran they ran against they had they opened a promotion before I got into Georgia. It was two wrestling promotions there. And Ray and Ann Gunkle had one, and Mr. Barnett had signed the deal with Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, that that was before I got there, but in, they went under. Right. Ray and Ann Gunkle, of course. Obviously. Ted Turner and sure. Georgia Championship come out on top. But uh, anyway, after Crockett bought it, uh, he wasn't a fan of me, and I guess I'm not a fan of his, but... Long story short, Ann Gunkel opened a promotion up, 
it offered me a guarantee, and uh, I just, uh, you know, southern boy coming north. I was a cornbread boy and had my young'uns and just didn't want to pack up and move everything, didn't want to go leave them. And she offered me a good deal. And, shoot, I didn't work but two days a month and worked about almost close to a year for her, you know, on a guarantee. And and it was all good. I mean, I sometimes I look back and did I dumb myself? Probably, maybe. You know, because you don't know. I mean, it's like Japan. I made a few trips over there. The first time I went for six weeks, I was crying and wanted to come home. That's a long time. Because when I first went over there, I think all they had, and it was in Tokyo, was a Shakey's Pizza Parlor. You know, and uh, that, and, and it wasn't no American pizza either. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It was a Japanese pizza, but it was Shakey's. But then when you went on the outside of town, man, it wasn't, you know... And it was really, really, really good money. But first two weeks was good. And they don't bring about four Americans over there then. And I was one. I didn't know none of the other ones. So you're six weeks there. I mean, it, it's as close as you'd be to being in jail to me it was. Yeah. But anyway, the first two weeks was cool. Third week's a little harder. Fourth week, you want to go home. Then by the fifth week, you know, you're getting that big payday, so you're going downhill. But I called my wife a couple times crying <laughs> like a big baby wanting to come home. And, what did your wife say to you? She said, she said stick it out. Of course, you had to suck it up. Yes, yeah, Tommy. They're paying you on the last day. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's more or less you, what it was. There you go. Did Roddy yeah. try? Did Roddy look? Yeah. Roddy got Roddy got you a booking. Did you when? Did you explain to Roddy like you know? I feel I don't want to come up north. Yeah, did, oh, did yeah, he resist? Did he try to talk you out of it? Like, come no, on, Tommy. He respected. No, he understood, no, no, no. and that Roddy, was it. That's a, I mean, he had gave me the opportunity, right? You know, open that door, but he respected my. Yeah, no, me and Roddy was cool. I mean, like, you know, he was just trying to give me a chance, right? And, and whether I did or didn't, dumb myself. You know, it is what it is, and understood. hey, I'm on y'all's show. Forty years later, since so I've done something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you know, it really doesn't Absolutely. make a difference. Everybody that's knows who Tommy Rich is. That's no for sure. Doubt. Tommy, interesting on the news today: bleaching hair causes brain damage. <laughs> Dr. Martin Pratt uh, and Dr. Benjamin Stains of the Center Institute <laughs> of Studies: hair bleaching causes brain damage. <laughs> Come on now. What do you think? He's twitching. <laughs> Tommy, you all right over there? He's twitching. And bleach is gone. What do you mean? What do you mean? Your hair is not natural. Yeah. Well, do you see any? I don't. That doesn't say. That's a natural blonde right there. Hey, I did it for y'all's show. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to look pretty on y'all's show. Well, you did uh, it. I don't know about that. I mean, I know it makes you lose your hair if you watch a lot of these guys that wrestle and have blonde hair, but. It ain't affected me too much, but I'd still lie. You, you know, I was, I was thinking about what, what was the deal with that in the, in the in the past days? Why did everybody feel like they had to be blonde? Like, was that a mandatory? Like, everybody was blonde, right? No, everybody wasn't blonde. Did, su- did I mean, Superstar like me saying everybody was bald? Did, su- <laughs> did Superstar Graham oh, start on, that man. thing? Up? Come oh, on! Oh my lord! I don't know what that. I know the reason I bleached my hair was because. It was old sandy. It looked, even when you washed it, it looked greasy and dirty. Dude, you had the best feathered hair. It was yeah. always really feathered. I was like, man, that guy's got the best hair. It was oh. so feathered, like, you know what I mean? But he also had, like, the beetle cut somehow in the front. How did oh, they yeah, do- I had the bangs. How did the they- bangs? 
Yeah, yeah, he had the Beatle thing going on, but it wasn't the Beatles. And it was like, I don't know, man. I get it. He was the quintessential. I wish I had like he that. was the quintessential look for that time period, as far as the. No, Tommy, guys. if you didn't know, to the right is the star of the show, Mister Jimmy Farrell. Jimmy, Over along there? with his partner Bart Griggs, make up the band Mysterio <laughs> Hall. What man? Mysterio Hall sings such great songs as "In My Dreams," "This Life," and uh, "Not Far Behind." Yeah. Okay. You could, you know what, Tom? If you're interested in Wisteria Hall songs, you can go on to the Wisteria Hall YouTube page, <laughs> or Spotify, or Apple Music. Go ahead. And if give that's me the, not good enough, give, Reverb Nation. Give me the Nicolette promo. Reverb Come on, man! Nation. I'm hot. <laughs> And guess what? If you if you forgot what show you're on, you are on Long Island's number one pro wrestle broadcast, Monte the Farrow. Catch Monte the Farrow on Monte the Farrow. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, catch us on the Monte Farrow YouTube page, the Monte Farrow Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor. Catch us on the Monte Farrow Twitch TV page. Catch us on Channel 15 every Tuesday at 9:30 and every Saturday at 11:30. And Channel 20, every Tuesday at 1 a.m., where over 100,000 fans are watching us weekly. But, Tommy, I don't know if you knew this, our contract is up on August 10th. Oh, here we go. And we are in deep negotiations. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as Freddie Miller would say it, y'all better stay tuned. Don't miss it and be here. And with that, we'll be right back with probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Mr. Tommy Rich. See you in a wildfire second. Wrestling fans, now you too can look as cool as Monty and the Pharaoh by wearing the official Monty and the Pharaoh sunglasses at night for $8.99 each. That's only $8.99 each. Now available at MontyandthePharaoh.com. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mike? Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Oh, not the much. You know, Jimmy, I love this country. Oh. I love to buy Made in America material. And I love to buy my artwork at TAG, T-A-A-G, Made in America, 14 East Broadway, Port Jefferson, New York, 11717, the shop at the corner. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. What's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Fire, where we have the honor of having Mr. Tommy Rich in studio. Hey, and you know the only thing better than Monty and Farrell is that good fucking wine. Oh, yeah, there it goes. <laughs> www. Oh, my wife says don't do that. Goodfuckingwines.com. Get, get a two-pack bottle for only, I think, like 30 bucks. And it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't do that. I'm hey, confused. y'all charged me 40 didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Plus tax. We wouldn't have a dare hey, charge Wait a minute. You. I made some change. <laughs> Plus tax. No receipt. All righty, let's do it. Tommy, I, I know we talked outside a little bit about uh, this particular uh, legend, but um, Ric Flair has decided to get back in the ring. Uh, recently he was saying that uh, something is uh, sore as shit as he's confirming an injury. He's getting prepared to uh, get in the ring at the age of 73. Uh, what's your take on all of this? Are you are you worried for him, or are you just like Rick is Rick, he's got to be Rick? What do you... Well, that, I mean, you know, it's... Uh... 
I mean, you can't picture him as a lawyer or anything else. I mean, that's something he's done all his life. I mean, uh, I mean, I can't picture me doing nothing else either. So it's in his blood, but it's hard with, I mean, him having a pacemaker, man. It, it's scary. It's scary. I mean, uh, you know. Do you, do you think there's a part of Ric Flair that loves the industry that so much that if he passed away in the ring, and God forbid that would ever happen, mm. he would be okay with it? Like, he's just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, Rick, I mean, whether you liked him or don't like him or, or whatever, I mean, he's uh, he's devoted his life to this business, uh, you know, I mean, like everybody else, he had his own extracurricular activities, uh, but but uh, but as a, a wrestler and a man in the business, he always dressed the part, and he didn't like to go under 30 minutes either. I mean, he wanted to go out there. I mean, he was he was a wrestler. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of respect for Ric Flair, you know. Uh, good luck to him, and and uh, just when, hope nothing happens to when, him. When you, you know? wrestled him, who called the matches? Did he take the lead Rick on calling did, the yeah, matches, Rick. and you were okay with that? Oh, yeah. He was, I mean, he was a technician in the ring. I mean, uh, I just, the only difference between, like, Harley – think was a general because he adapted to everybody's style where Rick I think more or less has his own style that you wrestle to you know what I'm saying so I mean that's only but but uh to walk the walk and talk the talk as he says I mean he was one of the best at what he did I mean you never seen him underdressed I mean he always dressed sharp you know, promos is good and, and could go in there and carry the loads. So, uh, whether you liked him or didn't, I mean, he was he was a man's man in wrestling. I mean, I do say that. So, up here when speaking to other wrestlers and things, the ones that wrestled in the WWE or WWF, they used to say, you know, look, you always wanted to get on Hogan's card, right? Because when you on Hogan, you knew you no matter where you on that card, you were getting a really good payday, right? Yeah. Was Flair that type of guy that like I've got to get on the card with Flair, or was it different in in the NWA? I think it was different for me, especially. I mean, um, I got paid. I mean, I just I wrestled in Georgia. It didn't matter. I got paid. Mr. Barnett, the owner of uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, he took care of all the guys. I mean, I. I mean, there might be a couple of bits about money, but never had a problem. Uh, you know, I worked for some other folks and on big, big shows and uh, made $150, and I could go work in Karen from Georgia and hold maybe six, seven, eight hundred people and make the same amount of money. Uh, Say, so, Mr. Barnett, but I'd go work for Bob Goggin, and if it wasn't a $40 payoff there, I could live with it because he was an honest man, mm. you know. So, but Mr. Barnett, he, you know, I just, uh, you know, he was just always good to me, and I ain't really never heard no, nobody say nothing bad about him. To you be know, you've, you've been in here numerous times, and one thing I catch is you always call him Mr. Barnett. You don't call him Dick Barnett. You don't call him Barnett. You still have that utmost respect for him, even now to this day. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, because he, uh, I mean, Jerry Jarrett broke me into business, and and I respect Jerry Jarrett. But Mr. Barnett gave me a lot of opportunity. You know, Ole Anderson didn't like me. He was the booker, didn't want me there because I wasn't Dr. Steve Williams or somebody, you know. He liked them wrestler-type guys. I was a little 
20-pound, 210-pound country boy, you know, that didn't work out a whole lot. I mean, you know, I, I had that athlete body, mm -hmm. you know, but I wasn't pumped up. And uh, But Mr. Barnett never gave up on me, and I went on to draw good money. But if it was up to some other folks, I wouldn't have been there with the opportunity. And that's why, because I have so much respect for them. So you were amazingly popular, as everybody knows, right? And I'm sure within the industry, people get jealous. Uh, did anyone challenge you, right? Because, you know, again, you just mentioned Steve, Dr. Death Williams. Does anyone get pissed off like, man, this guy's getting all the, you know, getting all the, getting all the cash, getting all the push. You know, I'm going to challenge him in a locker room. Well, no, oh, I never had no problem in the locker room. I mean, because cause it's like you said, if the world champion was on the card and it sold out, everybody made money. So we was all making money, you know. Uh, and 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 everybody got an opportunity. If you could draw money, you. I mean, I wasn't always the main event in Georgia, you know. I mean, I'd have my run in a single and I'd drop off and they push somebody else up, and then I might come back with Wahoo McDaniels in a tag angle. You know, that, and that's why my longevity was so good, because I'd do singles, and then in Georgia they'd bring guys in, especially when Ole was booking, because you had Ole and Gene, and you had Ole and Ivan. So they'd bring somebody from outside in, and I would team up with them, because I was hot on it in Atlanta, and that would give me a break from singles, you know, I wouldn't have to be in singles all the time, and I would work an angle and do the tag thing. So I think that, <coughs> excuse me, was a lot of my longevity there, you know. And, and, and once only seen me get over, then he didn't have no choice but to use me any way he could because I was high. I mean, uh, I mean Terry Funk told me one time, he said him and Dory pulled up in this little town in Texas, and they – of course, 17 was all over the country. And they come running up. They knew who Terry and them was. And asked him, was Tommy Rich in the car? You know, Terry. I, and I just remember Terry Funk telling me that. And I got a lot of respect for that because for Terry to just come out and tell me that, you know, I mean, it was – and I was probably over more than I realized. I was just a young kid living a dream, you know. I mean, uh, it, it, it's it's hard to – I mean, and, and – like we was talking about earlier, people, celebrities not want to sign autographs. Well, first of all, and it don't matter what kind of celebrity you are, whether you're a movie star or what, no matter what you get paid, it's in people that buy the ticket is why you're there. Mm. So, so to be rude to somebody, and which back in our day, the bad guys, that was their job, and I understood it, and they did do that. My job was to say hello and, and hug the babies and kiss the mamas, and, and but I didn't have no problem with it because I was blessed to be where I was at. You know, that's I might not realize how over I was, but I realized how blessed I was to be in the position I was in. Right. Tommy, we talked about the South Side for a little bit, and I just want to make sure that we do this on the air because we were talking about how the face has changed in this business and more importantly, and Mike, I think this is really interesting. I'm loving to share this with you. What has happened to sympathy in this business for a character, especially the good guy? The sympathy factor. You know, when Tommy, is, as an up-and-comer, was getting the tar kicked out of him by these evil nefarious. It is good and evil, like we said, right, right. brother? Yes, You sir. know, what has happened to 
having sympathy. Now all we seem to have are anti-heroes. Is this due to Stone Cold? Can we have a, a, a true, you know, baby face, if I can, from back from those? Is the sympathy factor, Tommy, completely dead at this point for, for well, the traditional just, good guy? I, I, there again, we go back to old school and new school, I guess, but we had lived. So you didn't go out there and do You ain't got time to think about sympathy if you're going out there wondering about 20 high spots, what you're going to do. Right. And I probably, and, and hats off to them guys, because I can't jump off. I couldn't, wouldn't have jumped. I'm that ground man. I'm that wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't jump off a building, and I couldn't remember 20 spots to go out there and do a whole match. I mean, you might have an open and a heat spot and a finish. But a lot of times back in the day, I mean, you was in separate dressing rooms. So you didn't even talk. You just know what the finish was. Right. You know, so the rest of it, you just got went out there and ad-libbed. I mean, and, 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 and Bullet Bob, I think I might have said this, but he called it vaudeville, Shakespeare, walking and talking. You know, and you can't walk and talk if you done sit back here. I mean, I couldn't sell thinking about what if I'm going to miss this spot. You know, since it's a different horse today, they don't take time to sell. So when somebody like you talk about Cody Rhodes, you know, really getting hurt, I didn't see it, but I can believe what you was telling me because people still want to believe. Right. You know, they still want to believe. I mean, we've gonna got so far away that, but and it stinks and it takes a real injury. But like you said, they bought what he was selling. Absolutely. You know, they felt his pain. Absolutely. I mean, Mike fell in love with Cody. I mean, Mike was resistant because of the AEW connection, but after the injury, you were telling me, like, holy shit, well, maybe not fell in love. I don't want to get that far. But you were like, fuck, man, instant respect, right? Instant respect. And that's, I mean, but people still, I mean, it don't matter how much they love you, they still don't want you to come out there and just kick the dog stink out of somebody Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then beat them. I mean, they want to see you get beat up and then you beat back. I'd like to you see know. a face nowadays with the feel that the Tommy Rich I mean, had it, back it, in the day. Is. I'd I mean, love that, to see you, that. You don't see it. No, nobody, you don't. But nobody wants to sell. It's just all high spots, and it's and and that's what the people. You know, I mean, it's just a different horse for me today. For sure. Earlier, uh, Farrow asked you about working with Flair, and um, I had a chance over the weekend. Uh, I wanted to go back a little bit and look at your matches. Obviously, that you can catch with Flair and things like that. And I had forgotten that Nancy Benoit was, at some point when Flair was wrestling you, was Flair's manager. Can you share uh, anything that, you know, maybe your relationship with Nancy Benoit and then maybe discuss the time that when you found out that she was uh, eventually murdered by Chris Benoit? I mean, uh, do you want to share any thoughts on that? That was just a gosh awful thing, man. I, she was a nice, I mean, she was a nice lad. I mean, just, and Chris even, I, and I didn't know him that well. Uh, just, I mean, I don't, don't know nothing about that situation. And, and Well, how was Nancy as a person? Did you speak with oh, her? Did you have was, a, yeah, some oh, sort of yeah, relationship? I mean, that, and, you know, how yeah, was she? I knew, yeah. I mean, that, she was married to Kevin for a while, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was just all. I mean, and, and I knew her when she was married to Kevin. Is actually when I knew her, and uh, she was just always a nice lady. What did you yeah. take from Chris? Knowing Chris, what little you may know. Most of my stuff with him was just—he ain't nobody I socialized with or nothing. And I didn't meet him but a couple of times. But 
everything I heard about him was good things. You know, I mean, so, so I don't know. It's just an awful situation, man. I mean, what do you think of when they, you know, there are apologists for Chris Benoit. We are not two of them sitting here. But, uh, you know, anything to CTE, you know, strikes blows to the head. There has been a lot of things that said, you know, he had so many concussions. And Is there anything to that coming from one of the all-time great wrestlers? What do you say about stuff like that? I don't know if he'd been hitting the head no more than I have. I there you guess. go. Okay. Uh, That's fair. I can't see myself ever doing nothing right. like that. Right. Fair yeah, enough, man. I mean, fair enough. Here's something I didn't know about. You have issues with Jim Cornette. Uh, what is your relationship with Jim Cornette? This I had no clue. I had no I, clue. This is news to me. It's bro. news to me too. I was reading but something. But Jim Cornette has the issues day. with his tennis racket. But but, but yeah. you know, uh, we just. <laughs> I was wrestling Smoky Mountain. I just told the truth statement, and he made a bunch of statements. I don't care. I told the truth. He gave me a bounce check, and I sold his belt. And that's the bottom line. Nice. So he you know, he bounced nice. a check, and you had his belt, and you and sold, sold it. His what belt. was his belt worth? Somebody, and I sold it for exactly what he owed me. I called him and told him. Okay. Oh. And that's all it was. And what, mean, did he, what did he say to you when you told him great. that? Which is great by a great <laughs> story, by the way. He didn't send me my money for the belt, and I sold it. Yeah. There you that's go. what I told him I was going to do. It's I mean. not like you backed over it with a tractor trailer like Hanson with the AWA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you so, I, I'm assuming at some point, you know, here you are, you're this famous wrestler, and then here comes this guy, right? As far as I know the story, if I'm wrong, he was a photographer, and then somehow... Oh, I knew him, yeah. I knew him when he was... His mom so, worked at Louisville Gardens, and... Uh, and she used to pay okay. people to, like, put him on a show, right? Is that how it worked, or... I think so. I, now, that I don't know. I just know he used to come and take pictures okay. uh, in Louisville Gardens, and that's where I first met him, and then... Of course, he promoted Smoky Mountain. He bought the territory, whatever. And, uh, you know, I work for him, and, and I have no bitches at him. I don't hate him or nothing. Right. Well, let, right. let, me, ask, let me ask you this. Here's this guy. His mom pays for him to get in. Now he's in the biz, and he's working it. And the great Tommy Rich is here. And now you got to take orders from some fucking guy with a gimmick ten- tennis racket. Is he truly this brilliant wrestling mind, or is he just... The kid who mommy got him into the industry. He's got a good gift for Gab. Yeah. He's got a good gift for Gab. And his mama did get him into business. I mean, I don't care if he's pissed off me or not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not trying mean, to get you heat in, with him. All but I'm when saying. I worked in Smoky Mountain, I mean, like I said, I never had no beef with him. The only time I had a beef is I made that statement I just made to y'all right. about right. the bounce right. check, and then he goes on and says But, but you're kind of circling the wagons. Me. The question really is, Tommy Rich, is he this brilliant wrestling mind? Or Do you is think he's just kind of- fucking some loudmouth guy that got himself into business and now somehow has this fucking following? Excuse my language, sir. Well... I mean, he ain't working for WWE, he ain't working for AEW, or none of us. So. I mean, if he was that good, they'd be working there. I, I mean, I would think. Well, Vince Russo worked there, too. You know, so, who? Vince Russo? Do you know Vince Russo at all? No, I don't think I know him. Oh, okay. I think he's fortunate to not know who Vince Russo is. <laughs> uh, Tommy, uh, but just one more thing about Cornette, because he definitely comes off like he knows everything about everything. Was he always like this, like, you know, behind the scenes? You cannot. Yeah, he was always cocky. Yeah, he was always cocky. I mean, even, even like, you know, right. privilege, pri- you know, just that he could say what he wanted to say. Yeah, he's always done that. Okay. Well, I like how you handled him. Well done, sir.
Okay, let, let's move on to one of my personal favorites, who's a big secret as far as I'm concerned. I don't know how he got buried in the sands of time the way he has. Let's talk about Buzz Sawyer, who I know is a, is a complete nut job. but can you tell us more about Buzz the person and include all the nut job stuff if necessary? <laughs> tell us about Buzz. <laughs> I love Buzz Sawyer. Oh, my God. Buzz Sawyer, was it with, and put him with Tommy? He got complete loose cannon with Tommy? Fantastic. I'm going to give you one quick story, and then you can ask me another question. Okay. Well, first off, I mean, he was, he was a hell of an athlete. Yes. And only asked me, could I do an angle with him? I seen him killing guys on TV. I said, as long as he don't beat me up like that. And we went around the loop for two years, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, long, probably longest angle in Two years. Ran. Yeah. Two years yeah. warring with this guy. I mean, it started in Georgia, and then we carried it all up north. I mean, but but two years we ran around. I worked with him every night. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we was at the airport in Atlanta one time, and it was wintertime. He comes in and flip flops and little booty shorts. Flip flops. Tank top. It's January. Okay. He's like, ah, ah. He said, Here, hold this for me, Tommy. I said, Fuck. I mean, excuse me. I said, No, I ain't holding nothing. I said, Better yet, you get away from me. <laughs> yeah, he thought he's been getting arrested for holding on to something, you know what I mean? I got yeah. you. But he was, you. Yeah, he was quite the character, Buzz was. He was. He was 24-7. What you seen on TV, he was that outside. Did you consider him your friend? You worked with him for two years. Were you guys friends? Yeah, but we didn't go out and eat together. I mean, but that was a time in the business where you did cafe. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's one thing I've always believed in, uh, you know. His habits keep you from him? Huh? Did his habits keep you from wanting to hang out with him during the two-year program? And. Here, hold if this. If I had closed doors, we might have partied a little bit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah. you. But we just didn't go out in public. Right. You know, gotcha. I mean, I got along. I mean, and probably more people didn't like Buzz. Right. But the ones that did, you know, I mean, and I did. I like Buzz. I mean, we draw money together, and he didn't hurt me. So Except a couple of times. Did you ever bring your wife around the boys and with Buzz? Because here's a question. What kind of woman dates Buzz Sawyer. Like he I, had a beautiful wife, son. Did he go. really? There you go. Son. Why am I not surprised? And and, and, and night and day different from Buzz. Yeah. Dude. He wow. looks like she a he looked like a she, foot. She was uh sorry. I don't know what her name was, I can't remember, but she was just and and our families now now my wife and we were together a couple of times. But she was just she was just a very yeah, night and day different. She wouldn't they say salt and pepper, you know, like you two. Y'all are two different worlds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Understood. But sometimes that's what it, you know. But she was, yeah, she was a beautiful lady and and a good-hearted lady, too. Nice. And Buzz was good-hearted, but Buzz was was Buzz. So let me me ask you, so you partied, right? And you've been with your wife for a very long time, true love. Um, Does your wife, like, say, hey, you got to stay away from the people, they party too hard? Or did your wife party at that time with you? She partied a little bit. Yeah, she did party. She went to the Bahamas one time with us. She was, her and uh, Ron Simmons was last two standing. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And when I first met her, she didn't even know who I was. Wow. So it wasn't nothing about wrestling and, and Forty-five years later, we're still together. Were, were you, so were you surfing? Were you and surfing? That's when, and that's one thing. I'm going to Cauliflower Alley 
uh, in September, and she's going, and, and I'll get to recognize her, you know, because right. if it wasn't for her. Are you getting an award at Cauliflower Alley Club? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's it's a big thing, man. It's it's full circle. And uh, Make sure to give you a nice dinner plate over there, oh, Cauliflower guys. Just to be recognized with that group of guys, I mean, some say, hey, what about this organization? You know, it you're one of the greatest of all time. You yeah, be man. Very proud. Yeah, man. Look, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Yeah, and man. You should be on, now. You should be honored about this. We're going to bring back a thing which we call "Hit It or Quit It." Now, I understand that you're married 45 years. This oh. has nothing. To, we're just going to show you some pictures of individuals. It could be man, woman, or it, beast. It, it, and you're, you're going to say "Hit It or what? Quit It" and maybe elaborate if possible. So we'll take a quick commercial break. Okay. Pay the bills. We'll be back with Tommy, Wildfire Rich, and Hit It or Quit It. See you in a second. Hey, folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com b-e-n-b-u-i-e 34 at gmail.com when you need a home you need the rock star realtor tell him wolfie sent you benji is a member of exit realty's garden gate team in gallatin tennessee that's right folks canine corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental. Long Island, New York, 631 631- 900 dump. Hmm. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, where we are honored, as always, to have one of the greatest pro wrestlers and pretty damn good human being, Mr. Tommy Rich Hells in yeah. studio. Hells yeah. So we're bringing back an old favorite. I can't believe it. Hit it or quit it. Yeah. And, you know, Tommy, we're just going to show you a picture. Okay. Maybe tell a little story if you didn't want to hit it. Again, we understand you're married. This is this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is in our minds. As an older gentleman, I like to think that I could have a, a very older gentleman. Older old gentleman. I'm not dead yet. Uh, there you go. That's the spirit, Tommy. There you go. All right, what do we got? First up, Terry Runnels. Woo! Terry Runnels, she used to manage us. <laughs> you hitting that manager? <laughs> no, sir. Was, He's passing. That was the York Foundation. Terry, is that Terry Reynolds? Why would you pass on this beauty? Professional Terry respect? <laughs> well, I was married. But no, you can't. <laughs> We're this pretending. Is, this is Tommy Rich wasn't married, single. Would you hit it? And hide the replay from family members. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I heard a lot of people hit that anyway. So right. I right. I right. I don't know. So out of so out of safety concerns, perhaps not. Or not to be. Oh, that would be probably a hit. It. I mean, <laughs> I, I got it. No, but, but is there a concern on 
comparability, meaning the fact, like, I'm not saying this happened, but say Ron Simmons hit it. Now, I'm, again, I'm not judging your link <laughs> or girth, but I'm assuming Ron Simmons is fairly large below the waist. <laughs> Do you really want to be compared to that when if you hit a Terry Reynolds? Wow, this is a competitive business. With you not having no hair, with you not having no hair on your head, it may be pretty well endowed. I mean, go. it might be a horse race. Okay, there we All go. Right. There we All right. go. All right, I don't nice. Know. Right, Leonard All Nutskin. Right, next up, personal <laughs> friend of Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, here we Miss go. Mandy Rose. Oh, Thoughts I'm, on Miss Mandy I'm, Rose. I'm, now, Mandy I'm, Rose, you may not know her. She works for the WWE. Yes. She's now the NXT Women's Champion. Correct. And in my opinion, probably one of the most beautiful women in the world. I would hit that till I'm a Thoughts, Tommy. <laughs> she probably make an old man like me have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody put out the wildfire. What happened? So that'd be hidden, I guess. <laughs> Is that a situation where... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, if God. you're hitting it and you have, again, single Tommy Rich, not married... Mrs. Rich, please, this is only please. in make-believe, please. so please don't get offended. Yeah. Is that the way you'd like to go? <laughs> you go to Heaven's Gates and go, Jesus, I just got to tell you. I caramba! I hit, I hit Mandy Rose. It's all good. <laughs> I'd probably kiss her from her belly button inside. <laughs> that's Listen, I don't blame you, bro. This may be our best contestant. I guess that's a hit. It. That's, that's a hit. It. Okay, here we go. Well, you know, in my mind, you're two for two. Honestly, we're throwing yeah, you some. Oh, we're throwing you some softball. We're yeah, throwing we're taking some softballs here, here right you know? now. We didn't break next up. Who I think probably has the greatest ass oh. in professional wrestling. Yeah, that's hard to argue. Miss Sasha Banks. But that's Thoughts not a picture of her ass. Sasha Banks. Oh, That'd be a hit it too. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a lollipop. <laughs> Sucker. You know, I mean. If the, is Sasha Banks the type of woman <laughs> that if she had said, Tommy, Damn. I would no, really love turn to. Turn that air up. Yeah, man. it's getting hot if, in if here. Said, time there was no she air said, here, Tommy, I would love hot. to make love to you. What? Huh? The great, if Sasha Banks goes, Tommy, make love. I would love to make love to you. But no. the one thing I need you to do oh. is wear a woman's skirt and a black wig. <laughs> would you... Do that in Why order to have sex with Sasha Banks. Tom's a he's a performer, Tommy Rich. He is a performer. So would you gimmick out for her? I'd put the skirt on, not the wig. <laughs> not no. the wig. You're wig going off. Wig but the skirt, you're skirt good. I definitely do. Tommy I can be would. honest with you, Tommy. If she asked me to do anything, I would do it. <laughs> there wouldn't even be a question, but that's me. Oh, my God. Tommy in a hula skirt? All right, this one you're What's probably going not going to appreciate, but we have to throw it in. It's purely because we love you. Miss Missy Hyatt. Thoughts on Missy Hyatt, sir? Miss it. You quitting it? Quitting it. Yeah. You quitting it? Yeah, quitting Done. Well, that's good. Cause is this, I'll fill that is this back older home. Missy Hyatt? I don't know what picture you guys have up there. So is it it's young a nice Missy one. It's, it's a young one. It's, it's a, a young no, Missy no, Hyatt. No, 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 no. It's a little later on. It's a little later on. She's aged lovely. So, so far we've got Terry lovely. Reynolds. I'm going to say he said quit it. Right. Right. For professional reasons. Mandy yes. Rose, he said. Right. Yes. I'm going to die if I go yeah. to Yes, he's it. afraid of getting the, uh, the uh, right. medical treatment got, afterwards. Yes. We got yes. Two, you're, two out of, you're two out of four. There's nothing wrong we with that. we got two out of four. That's, that's good stuff. That's and you know reasonable. what? Honestly, there's not woman that one Who woman. Who is this one? This is Charlotte Flair. This is your friend this Rick, Rick Flair's daughter. Okay, Thoughts Tom. on would you hit it? And <laughs> the question is, again, <laughs> it's your friend Rick's daughter. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What are you thinking? Well, see, but see, that's y'all put me in a hard spot because all of them like... Hard Longer spot. Than my door. 
Yeah, that's a little rough. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm being a pervert saying, oh, yeah, let me hit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say it. I'd hit it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just saying. You See, know. Hey, but I did meet her at one of the uh, events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was very nice and very respectful. I will say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. very nice lady. Doesn't she look a little too much like Rick, though? Wouldn't you have an issue? Like, shit, that's Rick. Yeah, but what if you <laughs> land with her and all of a sudden she's like, woo! <laughs> that would be acquitted. <laughs> that would be acquitted! You're like, you know that what? I'm done. Forget it, it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Oh, let's, let's envision wow. this one. You're like, you're, I'm going to hit it, and she's in the bathroom. She's getting ready. She's going to have fun ready? with the wildfire. Okay. And then she comes out with a Ric Flair robe on. She's like, woo! You're like, <laughs> That's not happening. I'm done. I'd have to bend over. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Put me in a figure four now. Yipe. All right. Who's next? Dick Barnett. That, you mean Jim? Jim Barnett. Jim Barnett. What is he? keep saying Dick the guy Barnett. from the 70s next. <laughs> Fall back! You did it! You did it! I didn't do that! You're tricky, Jim Barnett! Seriously! Uh, He's not hitting Jim Barnett. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Tommy, ask me what's wrong with you. Mr. Barnett was always good to me. Right. A lot of respect. Uh, Not hitting him. He was in the NWA. I mean, he held that together. You know, I mean, uh, I I mean, he was, uh, like I said, I mean, folks say what they want about him, too. Right. Never bothered me. Always paid me my money. He was best to you. And I always made best. sure I was taken care of. So, I've I've only heard uh, good things about him. You know, yeah. I mean, he just he was a he was a gentleman's gentleman to me. All right, you're almost you're almost done, Tommy. Hang in there. Becky Lynch. Now Becky Lynch wrestles for the WWE. She's big one of the star. more popular stars. Ooh, very very big, big star. star. And I yes. think she's from Ireland, right? From Ireland. Yes. Born and raised in Ireland, sir. Becky Lynch. I'd like to do an autograph session with her. That would be cool. What would that be? What would that be like? That would be pretty I, wild. Well, I'd probably sell a lot of pictures. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Cha-ching. What do you mean? It's like you're with her and like everybody's yeah, going to Becky. Yeah, and they're like, okay, I'll get one from you yeah. too, Tommy. She's not looking too. I mean, there you go. You know, she you is. Go. She is. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we're good with that one. The last one. What on earth is wrong with you, Paul Heyman? He's not hitting Paul, Paul. Heyman. How you doing there? Why Now you can hit him with your fist if you like, Tommy. That's yeah. two. That's okay. Hey, but there again, he, I mean. He took care of you, though, uh, didn't he? Paul? He managed, when he first got into business, he managed me and Austin Idol and gave me an opportunity to come up to ECW. He was always, Paul was always good to me. Took you know? care of you. Good. Uh, and like I said, my only dealings with him was in, in, in USWA. And then when I come to ECW, uh, and Tommy Dreamer. Hats off to him because I think it was a lot of his idea to bring me up there. And then and when I first went, uh, you know, they didn't know what to do with me. And they put this FBI thing together. Mm-hmm. And I think, and they asked me, you know, hey, would you mind managing? I said, shoot. <laughs> Does it pay the same? And uh, so anyway, yeah, I didn't mind. I, I love that uh, as much as I loved anything I ever did in the business because it was just such a good gimmick. I mean, all of you yanks up here, when I did this, y'all got mad. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, yeah, that pissed me great. off. That made yeah. me angry. Why? Because he was a southerner acting like an Southern, Italian. Uh, that's yeah. the best part of it. That's oh, what that's made the whole thing work. Lord, in the BCW arena, blooded Irishman. You know what's funny? You mentioned the name that doesn't get mentioned a lot, Austin Idol. Yeah. How come Austin Idol did not reach the heights that – I personally thought he that could've. he could have. What happened there? 
I don't know. He was in Georgia, and we did an angle that drawed good. Uh, I think he just got tired of the business, and I think he just retired. Mm. You know, I mean. He I, wasn't into traveling either, or? He just, I, I mean, when when he left Georgia, I think, he just, he just, he had a water purifying thing when, him, like, back in the day, I'm talking, you know, this late 70s or early 80s. And that water purified thing, he did a thing with that, I think. It made some money. Mm. And uh, he just, he just, like you said, disappeared. Mm. Well, with so that- he was, he was, and, and I never knew him as Mike McCord. I've I seen pictures of him after, you know, I never, I never even knew that's who that was. Mm-hmm. Right. I seen till he, and he told me the story, you know. And, uh, you know, he went through a lot. I mean, been, but he was like, when he was Mike McCord, he was like 300 pound or something and then come back you know after that i mean he uh, you, you gotta you know that's another one i mean and he did he draw money but he just like you said he disappeared he just, just disappeared. walked away With he rode off into the sunset. sunset and that's what we're gonna he do never right now back. tommy never uh, tell back. the fans where you're gonna be tomorrow do you uh do you know the event is in allentown right not allentown no, we're gonna be in hamburg tomorrow hamburg thank you hamburg and then uh sunday we're gonna be Wrestling Universe in Comac, Long Island. So Tommy's Comac. going. He's going up to, to, to Pennsylvania and coming on back right into our general area. So great opportunity to meet Tommy Rich in person in Pennsylvania. Get up there, go see him. Get to meet this I- icon and this one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York or, or close to Long Island, you'll get to see Tommy Rich. And Tony Atlas at Wrestling University. Tony! Seeing Tony Atlas and Tommy Rich together is a big deal. Again, thank you, Tommy. You hey, are a gentleman. Brother, tell your friends about this show because, hey, I'm going to tell you what, it's one of the best. I love you guys, man. Thank you all for having me. Hey, and as Freddie Miller would say, y'all better not miss it. You better be there or here because this is the show. We love you, Tommy Rich. Thank you, Tommy. send us out. Man. Thanks, Tommy. And don't forget you, Ronnie Garvin in about five minutes. Yep. You've been Hands watching. Hands of stone, baby. <laughs> you've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and see you in uh, five uh, minutes or so. Later. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you.